What's up, everyone? It's JLP, the host of Master and Single Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode as we continue to talk about love versus lust. And today I have special guest Rachel, um, Pastor Rachel Didome. And I'm going to give her this opportunity to just quickly introduce herself, let you guys know um, who she is and um, what she's about. Oh, all right. Hello, everybody. My name is Rachel. Um, I am a pastor and author, and I'm really excited to be here on this show with you guys. So definitely excited to for what we'll be sharing tonight. And um, welcome. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm excited to continue this dialogue as... Um, I mentioned to you behind the scenes, you know, we've been just talking about love versus lust. And we started to really talk about this in the month of February, especially February being the month um, of love. And it's the month that, again, the holiday, Valentine's Day. Um, But the thing is, I feel like a lot of people, even those that are in our generation, millennials and even generation uh, Z, you know, and so forth, I feel like they get the wrong idea of love based on what they see or perceive love is through social media, um, through entertainment, and even the music industry. And sometimes I feel like, you know, it's not their fault. And that is why I have a sympathy um, towards them and compassion towards them, because I do feel like what is being produced um, in these type of industries, Rachel, I feel like it's giving them the wrong message. And it's mm-hmm. causing a lot of people to have that wrong idea of love, you know? And, um, you know, I feel like love, you know, it, it's, it's special because we know from the word of God, God is love. And we know even from Corinthians, you know, Paul says that love remains, right? There's three things, right? Love, faith, right? And yeah. hope, but it says that love remains. And that is as powerful to me. And I feel like that is probably why, indeed, you would say you know majority of people (laughs) i say majority and not all because you know there are unfortunately some you know some people (laughs) some people who just you know try to do bad and you know evil things but but you know for, for the most part many people i would say they desire love right they desire to experience love they desire to be loved and 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 so forth um but i just pray and hope that this series would be like one of those series that can in fact like help people know how to encounter love help people know the meaning of love for me as i said you know in the recent episodes love for me is god himself the god of the bible um to be specific um jesus christ right the holy trinity yahweh jesus christ holy spirit and i i want for people to understand as well that love is a person knowing that love is god and that love is not just a feeling and so i want you to now just Go ahead and give us your thought on that and um, just allow us to know as well your perspective when it comes to love and lust. What do you believe? Um, what do you believe that people, especially our generation and those that come after us, are struggling with when it comes to differentiate between the two, love and lust? Okay. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say, you know, it's a great work that you're doing, especially amongst our young people. Like you said, they don't know. Like, a lot of them don't really know the difference between love and lust. And I can say, you know, if God himself, he is love, 
So that means as human beings, we all have a, a an innate desire to want love, to experience it, to um, definitely we want we want to know. <clears throat> excuse me, we want to be loved. We want we want to as well know how to love others. But sometimes, depending on how um, we were raised, you know, some of us have a, I guess you could say, we're looking at um, love through a different lens, or we don't know what that is, or a lot of people don't know um, what that is, depending on certain things they faced in life, certain trials and tribulations, or, uh-huh. you know, if if um, they see their their mother or their father was treated a certain way uh-huh. and they grew up like that and in their, in their mind or they believe like okay maybe this is how I'm supposed to be treated and this is how love is and as well when they go on social media and if they look up to a certain person and they look at their um, that person's ideals of love uh-huh. all of that really impacts them on loving or receiving love and knowing what love is in order to be able to give it to another person. Right, right. Yes, definitely. You know, um, you said something that was very um, key there. It's based on experience as well. Um, based on their upbringing, right? A person's upbringing, how they saw love exemplified in the house. And sometimes what they saw as love was not love at all. It was less, right? So yes. they probably saw their parents not really, you know, having healthy conversations. And then this individual, once they, you know, get into this age where they desire to, to be loved and to pursue a relationship, they're like, well, this is how my father spoke to my mother. And that is why I'm speaking to you in that manner. So don't take it personal, etc. cetera. Um, and and it's, it's very important for us to have that in mind as well. So that way we can definitely study the description of love based on first Corinthians chapter 13 right and yeah. so basically we need to understand as well us as human beings though we desire love we are not the one that came up with this definition and that is good news you know because if it was us um there would be some type of error in that but because the definition of love comes from the word of God we're in good company we are in good company and knowing that it is pure that it is holy, that it is um, good, that there's no evil in it. Because, you know, when we read, especially 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, especially verses 4 to 8, it tells us, you know, um, there's no wrong in love, right? There's no yeah. type of evil in, in, in love, and love does, does, does not dishonor others. And so anytime um, when we feel like what was portrayed to us as love is not matching up with what the Bible is saying, then we need to be like, hold up, okay, hold up. This doesn't look right. This is not love. This is not what I want for, for, for my own life. Yes, maybe in my family, um, there were like relationships that actually um, embraced that type of love. But for me, I see that this is not love at all. It's either this is lust or this is just complete toxicity, you know? And so that that's very important that you brought that in mind. And you know, for our listeners, I just want you guys to understand that it's very important as well for you, especially if you are a Christian and you listen to this podcast to take time and really just study the description of love in First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 13, because you will save yourself from a future disappointment, from a future heartbreak indeed. All right. So thank you, um, Rachel. Thank you, Pastor Rachel, for really um, giving us your perspective. 
and I just want to quickly just go ahead and you know talk about something that we haven't really discussed in depth throughout the series because throughout this series we talked about singleness and self-discovery uh, we talked about the main key points which are love um, and lust we talked about fake love and real love but on tonight's episode I want to just um, dialogue some more just talking about the roles of women and men in relationships and that's and also about the idea of um the perfect match and the thing is it's like you know when you grow up especially <laughs> especially if you used to watch like disney channel movies right or nickelodeon <laughs> movies and you know you would see these type of fairy tale type of la da movies and you're like <laughs> okay when i'm in a relationship i'm supposed to be this way or i'm supposed to be that way and the guy's supposed to be this way the guy's supposed to be that way so there's like you know these stereotypes you know there's these <laughs> okay. stereotypes and so i feel like at times we hold on so tightly to those stereotypes that we're like when i'm in a relationship maybe this is how i should act but i feel like we need to let our listeners know tonight you know, what does the Bible have to say, especially when it comes to the role of a woman and of a man, especially in the, in a spiritual sense as well. And so before I just give my take on it, I want you to um, just go ahead and share your perspective on that. Okay, well, you said something really uh, interesting and it's so fascinating because I used to think of it the same way. Again, back to, um, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I used to, think of it the same way and I would watch these movies on Disney you know all the fairy tale lovey-dovey type movies and think okay you know maybe these people have you know they have a, a great idea on on what love is and you know growing up as a child you know you you do get fascinated by that but when you really get to that point of reality then you see like it's not you know what you really thought because fairy tale type of movies have this effect that they leave on you they make you think life is supposed to be perfect or two people that come together they are perfect and if you um, um wallow in that for too long uh-huh. you'll think okay you know what if a guy is supposed to come in my life you know for the ladies or you know for the dudes who are listening if a woman comes into your life you're thinking automatically okay um this person needs to be perfect and uh-huh. that is not the case and most of the time you know those two people end up together and find out it can't work because it's like okay they're expecting you know this person to be perfect and that person is not although there are you know there's a standard by uh-huh, which uh-huh. two people should, you know, follow, you know, standard. But at the same time, though, there is no such thing as, you know, a perfect person. You'll find the person that's perfect for you, you know, your perfect match, the person that God has ordained to be in your life, you know, for you. But at the same time, that person is not perfect. Maybe they fit, you know, as far as your destiny, as far as where you're going, as far as, uh, what you're supposed to do in this life maybe they they have uh, their place in your life set or ready so it's like you know when it comes to somebody being the perfect match it means like okay you know that's the person that you know that's been ordained for you at this time and this season and this moment 
for your life. So if we're looking at fairy tales, you know, as um, a standard of love, then, you know, we'll be fooling ourselves because, right. you know, there's no perfect story. Right. And I just want uh, to just um, comment on what you just said about um, perfect match. So pretty much you're saying that, you know, the perfect match is based upon what that person you know is when it comes to your actual life is not necessarily about their own um their own characteristics i would say or their own physical attributes so um for example for example if you're a person and you're passionate about a, a, a certain like industry let's just get anything like let's say you're passionate about um let's say you're passionate about business right and this person as well you recognize that they too um have a type of you know a type of strength when it comes to business things right they're business savvy Mm -hmm. so pretty much for you you would say that person is a perfect match based on what they can in fact contribute to your growth as a future business um executive etc but not necessarily you saying oh my goodness he's six four you know he got the perfect abs you know uh, you know, he know how to talk smooth and stuff like that. Cause I want your <laughs> listeners to, to really understand, you know what I'm saying? Cause like when we hear perfect match, like you can't control yourself. Sometimes what happens, you just completely go to the physical, right? You just completely go to the physical. Either you go to the physical or you go to the emotional side of things. You're like, mm, can he talk to me? Well, you know, does he have a smooth voice and stuff like that? And so I really, um, wanted our listeners to really bear that in mind that a perfect match doesn't necessarily mean um, his physical appearance or her physical appearance or um, your preferences when it comes to that. But it has to do mainly of what that person can contribute to your very life or what that person can contribute to your uh, dreams, to your purpose um, or to your aspirations. All right, that that was good. That was good. I'm, I'm very happy that you brought it up. Um, and I just wanted to quickly just go to Genesis chapter two. Um, throughout the series, I've brought this this specific passage um, to each episode. But every time when I would introduce it, I would, you know, add another layer to it. And as we're just talking about the role of men and women in relationships, and as we're talking about, you know, the idea of the perfect match, what that is or what that should be. Um, I just wanted to mention again, y'all, like when God brought Adam and Eve together, even before he brought Adam and Eve together, he said there was no suitable helper found for Adam. And I remember there was a series that I did on the podcast and I really took my time to really, you know, be specific in regards to that, that term or that phrase suitable helper. You know, many people, even in the Christian community, you will hear they kind of like, you know make it seem as if men and women are not equal but when it comes to the word of god we do see that men and women are equal you see that yes there are certain differences between men and women but for the most part if they were not equal that word suitable right there would not be even mentioned and so the things you know the thing that i want our listeners to understand where i'm going with this is that i want you to understand that You're not supposed to put every dependence on your future spouse or on your future partner. You need to understand whatever it is that you are seeking in your future spouse or your future partner. You need to make sure (laughs) 
that you are also that to a certain degree because it seems to to me as well god is so strategic in this um rachel is that he literally took eve from adam he didn't take eve from something else like he didn't take eve from an animal and he didn't he didn't reform eve from the ground mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah he literally took him from adam so it's not like um they're unequal in that in that degree and even when the bible says like when adam was giving her a name he called her woman because she was taken from a man and so i want for our listeners to understand really you know especially when it comes to relationship men and women you guys are a team you are a partner you guys are partners you know there's not like a upper class and a lower class when it comes to that you know and so i just want um to just hear your views on that as well um just to hear what you have to say on that okay um for me well i would say from a biblical perspective the man has his role and the woman has their role you know i like what you said that you know a man and a woman when they come together you know they are a team and also as well you know the bible also says and writes that you know the man is god gives the man you know as far as the the leadership position within you know a relationship and what would be like well we would say in a marriage okay so god would give that man the leadership role within you know that marriage to pretty much guide it where he wanted to go but at the same time the man has to like um be empowered and and always be led by god in order to be able to help you know the woman in you know her journey and you know to help both of them if I'm what I'm trying to say in their journey and also you know the woman has to be the one you know that will also in a sense give advice and as well um pour out what she's thinking but at the same time the like god just ordains the man i hope i'm answering your question correctly or my yeah. take so but like god you know he gives the man ultimately you know the leadership role and as far as the woman you know she as well has to in a sense be submissive to that not saying that she doesn't have her take on things but mm-hmm. as a team they come together and to decide you know upon what they should do in any particular situation. So in a sense yes there is like you know you were talking about equality as far as you know as women, you know most of the time we're looking for you know a man to be this and we're looking for him to be that like you know you're talking about you know physical attributes and certain characteristics and stuff like that. Most of the time we're looking for certain things that we ourselves are not. So in a sense, you know, to find that person that you're looking for, it requires that you have to be in a sense the person that you're looking for and uh-huh. more. Because like I said, you know, the man, you know, ultimately he's called to um help you as far as leading, you know, that relationship to where God is is calling it to go. Like in, in, in the long run, in the journey you know of you guys being together in your um in all entirety like 
he is to lead you guys where you're supposed to go. And the woman, you know, she is to be submissive. But at the same time, though, it doesn't mean like, okay, you know, the man has a say so. Whatever he says goes. Everything he says, you know, it needs to be done like that. But at the same time, though, she has her role to play as far as like she's able to, you know, say what she's thinking. And ultimately, they both come together and and make that decision. But in today's world, it seems like sometimes women think, okay, you know what, you know, I'm a woman, you know, I'm equal to him. You know, I don't have to listen to what he has to say. I don't have uh-huh. to do what he he tells me to do. Like it becomes like a lopsided partnership with both people thinking, okay, you know, I'm gonna stand my ground. You know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do me. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, follow or you know submit or see what I need to do. But it's like, in a sense, in today's world, it's like most women are taking that, you know, being submissive or taking on that role as if like, okay, you know what? I shouldn't have to be submissive, you know? I should do what I want to do and he can do what he needs to do. But at the same time though, that's not what like God intended for us. So I hope I'm like entering your question in a sense. Yeah, so I, I see where you're coming from. So, um, yeah, I see where you're coming from. So, quickly to just go on the topic of equality, because especially right now in society, I, I think even recently they're trying to pass a equality bill. And so it's like, you know, you're seeing a rise of femininity, right? You're seeing a rise of where, you know, women want you to see that, you know, like we are completely equal with men, right? Yeah, and so really, what you were trying to say is that in, in God's word is like we do have a level of equality, but there is a type of um, there is a type of structure in place, right? So it's like True. the man is the head, and then the woman, yeah, the man is the head, right? And then the woman has to follow the head, and pretty much Scripture also tells us that you know we are the bride, right? The church is the bride of Christ, right? And Christ yeah. is like the church, our husband, right? As the church he's our husband right and he's our leader and you know what's what i found interesting as well especially as we're talking about um submission and as well as you know the structure of the roles of women and men in a relationship and even in the context of a marriage um is that at times i feel like even in the church you know even in the christian community i feel like um where we miss the mark at times is that you will see many men, even if they don't know any other scripture, they'll say, wives submit to husband. You got what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so true. They're like, they get, they give themselves like a type of high five, you know. But the thing is, what I love about God is that even from the beginning, God never um, wanted, wanted for there to be like a dictatorship in a relationship. Never. Like even in Genesis, even to now the epistles, right? Paul's epistles, even where a lot of men, you know, say, yo, you know you got to submit even Paul in a sense through the spirit he was never ever showing that there should be like a a dictatorship in a relationship not saying that's what you implied but I'm just saying this to our listeners because I feel at times we view we view relationships between a man and a woman in that lighting you know in that light like the man has to be like a dictator whatever he says I must follow but if you look 
carefully in the word of God, it was never supposed to be a dictatorship. It was always supposed to be a mutual um, type of bond between the men and the woman, between uh, the wife or the husband, always. As a matter of fact, the reason why you see even God ended up given that structure in a relationship between a man and a woman in the context of marriage is because of sin you know it's because of sin because once sin enters the earth god has to come in because if god does not come in we're just gonna kill ourselves anyway let's let, let's 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 just say that we're just gonna kill ourselves anyway and we're not going to really know how to handle each other um in, in a healthy manner and so even in the beginning you know god he gave them dominion he gave them dominion Amen. So he didn't just give it to Adam, but he gave it to them, plural. So he gave it to the men and the women. But unfortunately, because of sin, there had to be that that type of structure for for our own protection as well. Um, due to what sin does, you know. And so I just want our listeners to know that that doesn't make you lesser than if you're a woman, because at times I no, feel not like at all. I feel like women at times. They feel like that means that, oh my gosh, so, you know, the man is ahead. That means I'm the lesser, <laughs> I'm the lesser in the relationship, but not at all, you know, not at all. And I, I really want for us to really get that, get that, you know, correct, especially those of us who are, you know, are interested in marriage or are um, pursuing relationship right now. We need to really understand that because at times the world is putting out a different message and to the point where it's even convincing those who grew up in the church to deconstruct their thinking not to say you know de- you know deconstructing certain thinkings are not beneficial but at times it could be a dangerous route to take you get where i'm coming from oh yeah definitely and and, and so sometimes when you're seeing like this you know propaganda going on saying hey you know you know we're women we need to rise up we need to boss up we need to make sure these men know that we're equal and all that that we can end up actually messing up our own identity right mm-hmm. we could end up messing up our own identity and so yeah so that that's some good stuff and i just hope our listeners are able to really you know take down some notes because this is very important especially in this type of climate that we're in because things are getting intense right now especially when it comes to the role <laughs> of uh, men and women um Lastly, what I wanted to just quickly discuss with you, and um, as we just go back to the main theme, which is love versus lust, is in fact um, the topics of desire and purpose. The topic of desire and purpose in the context of relationship, and as well as as we're discussing love versus lust. So um, before I, I just dive into that, um, I wanted to make note of something that is important for us to understand when it comes to lust versus lust. Based on what we've discussed so far, uh, Rachel, based on what we've discussed so far, I can see that, you know, lust is surface level, but love is deep. I'm going to say this again. Love, lust is surface level, but love is deep. And the thing is, is because the reason why I say this is because, you know, often as we said before, even when it comes to the perfect match, we're so focused on physical attributes. We're just so focused on what makes us feel good when it comes to the opposite sex, right? Yeah. But sometimes we're not even thinking down the line, meaning we're not even thinking about whether this person would be an amazing mom to my future children one day, or this person would be an amazing father to my future children. We're not even thinking about um, 
whether this person is a is a great intercessor. I know if I'm going through this person is able to pray for me. We're not even sometimes we don't be thinking about this. Let's be honest. Even if we're Christian, sometimes we're not really thinking about that. But from what we've discussed so far, it seems to me that whenever we are just focused on the surface level things, even when it comes to surface level um, conversation, that just might be a red flag that that's less, that we are operating in a, a less spirit. And the thing, the thing is, I want our listeners to know, lust doesn't necessarily need to be too sensual or too sexual for it to be lust. Okay, so that is a love and misconception that many people don't understand. Sometimes lust is when you just kind of like entertaining a type of idea, right, of, of being loved that is not even love to begin with. So for example, let's say, you know, you have this person, um, they're starting to feel interested about somebody, right? Yeah. But they're, they're mainly interested about this person based on their appearance thus far, right? But mm-hmm. they haven't had any conversation that is like, that's deep conversation, meaning about their purpose, about God's calling on their life, about um, their past too as well, like what God has brought them out of, their testimony, etc. They're, all they're thinking about, oh man, he has hazel eyes. Or, or oh man, <laughs> like she, she has long curly hair. You get what I'm saying? And so I want our listeners to understand, y'all, lust is surface level, love is deep. I just wanted to go ahead and share that before we go ahead and tackle desire and purpose. And so as we begin to close this episode, I just want to talk about desire and purpose um, when it comes to relationships and as well as singlehood, um, Rachel. So like, just go ahead and share with us, you know, when did you... When did you feel like, you know, you, you felt God gave you the desire um, for a godly companionship? And why did you think that perhaps it had to do with the purpose that he had for your life, that this desire was starting to take place in your heart? Okay, let's see. Now, I can't exactly pinpoint a particular age, but I can say it was in my mid-20s, and I realized okay you know I have a purpose I know I have a destination point um, where I'm trying to get to but at the same time though I need to be um, with someone I need to have the desire to find somebody like okay that will add to me right and not you know exactly taking away but like adding to me what I need to um, fulfill this purpose well, I can't really pinpoint an age group, but it was somewhere in my mid-20s, you know, and I realized suddenly the light bulb just came on. Like, okay, uh-huh. you know, like you were talking about earlier, like, you know, love is more, um, it's skin deep. You know, when you're young, you're ultimately, you know, thinking about, you know, like you're saying, you're worried about hazel eyes, you know, Especially for women, you know, you're looking at his eye color, you're looking at, okay, does he have a buff body? You know, you feel me? But you're, uh-huh. <laughs> you're looking yeah. at all that. And it's like, it's not going anywhere. But you're just looking at, you know, that person on the surface without regards to, you know, your purpose. But when you realize, okay, you know, I have somewhere I'm, you know, I'm trying to go. You know, is Hazel Eyes right. really going to help me? Although that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. You know, if, if that person has hazel eyes, buff body, then I'll praise the Lord. That's good. Then it's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> it's a win-win, yes. But at the same time, though, okay, can hazel eyes and a buff body help me 
you know, with my purpose. Like you were saying, you know, is that person able to to pray with me when I'm in a situation? Are they able to provide me with, you know, adequate advice? Are they able right. to uh, uh, help me to grow? Are they able to um, tell me no, you know, when a certain thing needs to be told no? You know, anything I'm doing, if it's wrong, are they able, are they able to tell me, okay, you know what? Um, you need to be corrected or you need to not do this. You know, this is what um, sparked inside of me in my mid-20s. And I was like, you know what? This is stuff that I need to actually think about. You know, whoever that's going to come in my life. You know, I have to be able to answer those questions. Because you can only go um, on the surface for so long until eventually you really have to go, you know, skin deep. You have to really dig deep inside of you and ask yourself those hard questions. Right. That's true. That's very true what you just said. And, um, you know, um, I think I even actually shared it on the podcast before that, you know, every desire has to have a purpose attached to it for it to manifest. I'm going to say this again. Every desire has to have a purpose attached to it for it to manifest, especially when it comes to God. When it comes to the kingdom of God, that's how it that's that's how God rolls. And at times I even tell our listeners, you know, when you're very serious about your purpose, it's often when God begins to actually, you know, work behind the scenes to bring you together with your future spouse. And sometimes you will hear people say, well, you know, JLP, I've prayed, I've, I've fasted, I've, I've been working my purpose, I've been, you know, going to these conferences and all of these things. But the thing is, when you're literally about your purpose, even if you've done all of that, the main thing for you in that season, especially your season of singlehood, is purpose. You're not even going to be like, you know, saying, well, I did this, I did that. You will be so occupied doing your God-given purpose to the point where you're like, God, if this person is not the one that's able to bring me to the next step, I don't even want to get out of this. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? And so I want our listeners to understand as well, especially for those of you guys who have been waiting for some time. I'm not trying to disqualify you guys. Trust me, I understand. But I want to say this as an encouragement um, to you tonight, especially for those of you guys who feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. My word of encouragement and advice to you tonight is keep doing that. Because literally, God is a God who just surprised you out of nowhere when you're minding your purpose when you're minding your life and I've seen him do, uh, have done it before in my life as well you know I, I shared the testimony of, of um, you know the scholarship that he was able to give me it's when I was like you know I completely surrendered that type of um, aspect to him right that he came through and so if you feel like you've just been over the edge right in your waiting season right or in your singleness I want you to continue to hold on and to trust God at his word, to know that God indeed is faithful. What he says in Matthew 6, verse 33, uh, Pastor Rachel, he means it. And I want people to understand that when he says, seek ye first his righteousness and his kingdom and all these things shall be added. What are all these things? The finest financial provision you need, right? The kingdom partner that you need, that house that you need, right? Those divine connections that you need. You know, you know, believe God when he says something in his word, because his word, again, will not return void. His word will not uh, fail. And so, again, y'all, if you 
feel like you need that encouragement in your waiting period, remember that a desire that is not attached to a purpose will not manifest. But if you can pinpoint the purpose that you have and you put that purpose to work by seeking God and doing what it is that you know you're supposed to be doing for the Lord and you're saying to God, well, I know if I had a partner, then I'll, I'll be able to bring about a greater harvest. Trust me, God will come through for you. And so, um, Pastor Rachel, is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation to encourage our listeners tonight as we get ready to close the episode? Because listen, you know, many of these uh, sisters and brothers, you know, they are God-fearing young people. They don't want to do it like the world is. Many of them, uh, Rachel, you know, they, they, they could have, you know, done it like the world, but they chose not to. They could have just said yes to anybody, but they knew that the purpose that God has for them it only could be shared with someone that is on the same level as them or someone that is on a higher level than them. So what word of encouragement or advice you can give to that sister or brother who, you know, who are in a season of singlehood right now and who are awaiting to just be connected to their kingdom partner as they're pursuing their God. Okay. Um, what I would say, you know, as this last advice is to get busy doing what God wants you to do and not expecting anything less of that but really get involved and get into your purpose and if you don't know your purpose right now and that's something that you really have to take the time to start praying to God and to understand what it is that you're called to do and whatever it is that you're called to do you know start doing that start focusing on that and really give it to God and just you know lay it down as well before him what you're looking for you know you're looking for a godly partner you know definitely put that before God but at the same time at the same time you know get busy doing what he wants you to do because if you're not busy and doing that you're just constantly you know worried about okay um I need to find uh, a partner I need to find someone I need to, uh, to get someone right away like it's not gonna work like that because then you're you're neglecting you know your purpose and you want to you know find that person that you're looking for but you're not at the same time the person that you need to be and at the moment so get busy fulfilling your purpose get busy doing what you need to do and not just that even when you find that person as well you know keep doing um, keep fulfilling your God-given purpose. You know, don't stop with it. So, first and foremost, like I said, find your purpose. Find out what it is that you're called to do. And two, you know, get busy doing that. Continue to do that. And, you know, you're going to have those days, those moments, you know, where you really don't feel like it. You're going to have those moments where, you know, you feel like everybody's moving ahead of you. And I recently um, was reading about this phrase you know fear of missing out and that a lot of people in this world you know have that fear you know they see another person you know up and moving you know going about and you know they feel like okay I'm gonna miss out and they start allowing fear to impact their decisions you know don't be that type of person but like allow God to really you know help you and aid you in fulfilling your purpose and once you're able to do that and like you were saying earlier, you know, surrendering. Once you surrender and you put your mind to that, you know, God will begin to provide. 
everything that you need. And you'll be looking back like, man, I prayed for this. I prayed for this moment. I prayed for this day. And you'll be looking um, back at the things you've gone through to get to that moment. And I'm telling you, it's going to be really rewarding. Amen. I'm, I'm pretty sure that our listeners will be encouraged by your word of advice, your word of encouragement. And it seems that you are speaking from experience. Um, it seems that God has indeed answered your prayer in the context of godly companionship. And so uh, we praise him for that. Um, and so, you, hey, you guys, you guys are listening to a sister in Christ who is not just saying something that, you know, to just make you feel good, but she sees God done it in her life she has seen god done it in her life and that serves as a testimony for you guys who are still waiting who are still you know about your father's business who are still you know are waiting for not lust right pastor rachel Rachel, not lust but love you know don't don't pursue lust because lust is not going to do nothing for you lust is no good and like we just discussed you know lust is surface level but love is deep it's skin deep and so before I let you go, um, Pastor Rachel or Rachel, um, you know, whichever, you know, you're, <laughs> you're comfortable with, just let our listeners know how they can connect with you and how they can go ahead and learn more about you and your ministry or whatever projects that you currently are um, okay. working on. Um, my current website is Sylvie Rochelle. So I'm going to hope I can spell this out for you guys. S-Y-L-V-I-E Rochelle R-A-C-H-E double L-E dot com and from there you'll be able to find out pretty much all the social media channels that I'm on and um, you can get connected from there all right well thank you so much for joining me on the Mastering Single Podcast tonight Um, I hope that God continue to bless you and um, that God would continue to you know Take it from here, show you that he is still God and that as you continue to trust him, he will continue to Amen. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. It was a pleasure. Y'all, that was some conversation. I hope that you guys were greatly encouraged as we continued to really differentiate between love and lust. Please go ahead and, you know, check out um, Pastor Rachel, the information that she has provided to connect with her in her ministry. And as always, y'all, Remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, take care. Peace out. It was JLP.